0: Are we good? Yeah. Yay! Okay, here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Queer Review with Hannah and Benny. I'm Benny.
1: And I'm Hannah.
0: Those are our names, and we just want to say... Happy Pride Month 2018 to every one of our listeners right now. Um, whether you are out or in the closet or any member of the LGBTQIA plus community, we want to wish you a very, very, very happy Pride. And you being you is the best way of expressing your pride this month. And we are here for it. And to commemorate Pride Month, we're talking about... Riverdale. We're going to talk about Riverdale because we've been hyping this up for a while. I think we can safely say we mentioned doing Riverdale in both of our previous episodes so far.
1: We may have we may have just referenced it every yeah. episode.
0: I think there's at least a three-minute tangent where we're like, we're gonna talk about Riverdale while we're trying to talk about Love, Simon, or Everything Sucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but now we get to do an entire episode just on season one of Riverdale. Riverdale is a 2017 TV series um, from the CW channel, and both the entirety of season one and season two are available to watch on Netflix and this stars uh the likes of Cole Sprouse, uh, Camila Mendez, Lily Reinhardt, KJ Appa, and a motley little group of side characters. Oh, I also wanted to mention by name Madeline Petch because Cheryl's my favorite character. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to everything later. Yeah. But anywho, um so let's just start by talking about what were our impressions of this show before actually watching it. What was our experiences, and how did we get into it? Hannah, kick us off.
1: All right, so I got into Riverdale because uh, one of my friends from high school who actually read the Archie comics, which I don't think I've ever met anyone who actually, like, genuinely reads them.
0: That is weird. Um,
1: So she read them, and she told me about the show, and I'm like, I don't don't know, it kind of sounds a little weird, like, the Archie comics going, like, dark, like, that sounds weird, and she's like, but Cole Sprouse is in it, and I'm like, all right, I'll watch (laughs) it. So, you remember I the watched... Sweet Life of Zack and Cody?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's Cody.
1: Yeah. Um so um I sat down and I watched it and it was like I think like 4 episodes into the first season so like I could I just been to the first couple episodes. Um and I loved it. I started watching it like every week. I started following it. Um it was good. It was really really good. I liked it. I thought it was like cheesy, but it was like really well written. I thought the characters were really cool. I thought the drama was very like nice and was, like, easy to follow. (coughs) Mm -hmm. Season (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) 2. Season (laughs) 2. Um,
1: but I really liked it. I liked, I think my favorite aspect of it when I watched it was, well, I'll get into that when we get to talk about favorite stuff. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. I watched it from the beginning, and I have to safely say I miss enjoying it. Um. Yeah,
0: I think lots of people could safely say I miss the days when I could Enjoy this show genuinely.
1: I mean, I I still find people that are like standing by this show, even like even in season two, where it's like just gone to complete crap.
0: Total utter chaos.
1: Like, there are people who are like, I don't understand why everyone's hating on Riverdale, it's so good. I'm like, no, it's not, Mm -hmm. not even a little.
0: (laughs) No, um, yeah, because like my uh, first impressions of the show were very similar to yours, where um, I just saw it on Netflix. They uploaded all of season one onto Netflix and I saw it and I'm like, eh, maybe later. And it wasn't until I convinced a friend to watch it with me while we were hanging out one night and I'm like, hey, so I've like heard a lot about it on like Tumblr and Twitter and stuff like that and I wanted to give it a try and so I had a friend there to like, you know, experience it with me. And so we watched the first episode together and I like, I turn to my friend and I say to her, oh my god. We have to keep watching this show. And she, she wasn't as utterly convinced as I was. She was a little more, really? Were we watching the same thing? It was kind of like outlandish. And I'm like, yes, it was outlandish. But I liked the outland outlandish part of it. Because like exactly what you said, it was a little bit over the top. But it did it in a way that was like, it's almost like the show itself was recognizing that at times. It was a little bit suspending of reality and you know as long as a show is recognizing that it's doing that we can still as an audience like appreciate the drama and the characters because like like you said I thought the drama was very easy to follow like with their um I believe it was 13 episode run of season one like each episode had a very good clear driven purpose and like things happened things were established and we moved on throughout the plot And so that's what I really liked because they established that really well in episode one. They gave us a cliffhanger. They gave us, um, you know, murder, which is, you know, (laughs) I mean, how can I not keep watching when there's murder? I have to figure out who the murderer is. And yeah, so I was very much hooked from watching the first episode, which led to me, I think, watching the entirety of season one in, I think, less than a week. And then I nice. was like, ah, what is season two? Ah. You know, like that. You know,
1: some of us had to wait. You know, we watched it week by week, and we had to wait for season two. We didn't get to watch the entirety of season one in one go.
0: Okay, um, I, I just came. Enemy. I came here to talk about Riverdale, and I'm feeling so attacked right now. I'm feeling so attacked. It is Pride Month, okay? You cannot attack me on our own co-hosted (laughs) podcast. Because if you attack me, I have no one to get on my side. Anywho. um, But yeah, so those are my first impressions of it. And I would like to say that it is safe to say that uh, you and I both enjoyed this show. It was fun to watch. We liked it. Emphasis on the past tense of like. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I li- so I mean
1: I still I like talking about season 2. I don't oh, like yeah. season
0: 2. I think I it's mean that's fun what to... we're going to be doing in our next episode. All of season oh, 2. All se- of it. All of it. Mhm. That's going to be a uh,
1: Oh, I guess we should clarify a, a little one. little bit too late. Um we should clarify. This is going to spoil season 1.
0: Oh, hella spoiled.
1: Yeah. So But then again. Yeah, so just if you want to go watch it, go watch it and then come back and we can we could all Sit here. We could talk about all the spoiler epic stuff,
0: <laughs> and we can be salty about it together. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with um, let's start with mild critiques. What didn't we like? What could possibly be improved? Uh, you know, I can't think of like a million things, unlike I can with season two. Cough, yeah. cough. But <laughs> uh, go ahead, Hannah. What did you? What did you notice?
1: Um. I think, ironically enough, be- I know we said that, like, oh, it's Pride Month, so we'll review Riverdale. Ironically enough, my biggest issue with season one was its queer baiting.
0: Queer baiting, ring a ding. Baiting. ding.
1: Uh, specifically with uh, Veronica and Betty, I think Ugh. was the worst. Yeah, I know that. I mean, I'll acknowledge I thought it was refreshing that, like, when they kissed, Cheryl was just like, "I'm not impressed." Like, this mm-hmm. is. Like this isn't news or anything. Like this isn't anything cool or new now because it's not scandalous anymore. And I'm like, great, they're being progressive, so there's a likelihood that they'll get together maybe. And then they went off and got boyfriends. Because
0: who needs was, boys?
1: And I was very sad because I was like, they were actually kind of cute, and I was like, I was rooting. They would for make them. a
0: really good. They would make a really good same-sex couple.
1: <laughs> and then Betty's like, I'm gonna fall in love with the asexual kid over there, and we're like, what?
0: Ooh, uh, oh, That that contributes to what I was going to talk about, but keep going. I know.
1: Anyway, <laughs> but, um, Uh that was one big issue. I think my other big issue was the Miss Grundy plot line and just how rele- the grossness of its existence and the little relevance it, it has on the show itself. Like, it starts off think like it starts off with it showing like. It's gonna have some irrelevance because they heard the gunshot, so it's like, okay, I guess this exists to, you know, lead into that, but then you find out that gunshot wasn't the thing that killed Jason Blossom. That was just uh what's his face? Being a Dilton. Dilton. Dilton Doily being a dumbass. Dilton, um,
0: Dilton Doily the dumbass.
1: Yeah. Um Yay, I mean he is. He stabbed himself in that one fight in season two. Um Ah, uh, season two spoilers.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh well. <laughs>
1: Oh well, I mean, it's not like that's the biggest spoiler for season two.
0: Oh no, that's nowhere near the biggest spoiler for season two.
1: But like we said, next episode. <laughs> Whatever. I can't. I we're talking about Riverdale. I'm gonna mention season two at least like twenty times. So I am also
0: going to be guilty of that.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. I talked about Miss Grundy. I talked about the queer baiting. Um, I think the only other issue I had was just Archie's unimportance. Like after the Miss Grundy plot gets resolved. He just kind of does nothing. As far He's as He's an I idiot, remember. that's what he does. Like, <laughs> he like he does the music thing going on. He's got like the, the high school musical of like, do I wanna be in the music or do I wanna
0: be in sports, like a
1: normal kid?
0: Like And then he dates one of the pussy cats.
1: Yeah. Oh, I remember that. That was that was weird. Like he just does nothing like of importance. Like anyone who's doing anything of importance is like jughead and Betty because they're the ones like kind of solving the mystery um Mm -hmm. so I guess I would have liked a little bit more of Archie having a purpose seeing as he's the title character but Mm -hmm. I remember I had this I was talking about this like because like I said I watched this week by week so every week I'd be like man is Archie this like unimportant in the comics because I was talking to my friend who actually recommended it and she's like yeah Archie's pretty much useless in the comics so (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty accurate but um I just would have liked a little bit more reason to be there for him, but. Yeah, that, a reason
0: to be the protagonist in the first place.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my critiques, I guess. What are yours, Benny?
0: Well, I agree heavily with the, sorry, I'm going to cough for a second. <coughs> Grundy yes. plot line. Stop it. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, I agree with the Grundy plot line because, Ew. Yeah. Ew, 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 ew. That's mm. just, ew. I hate it. It's so statutory. And. <sighs> just made you feel
1: uncomfortable watching it.
0: Oh my God. So uncomf. I like. like
1: I mean. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um,
0: no, that's fine. I know.
1: Th- I know that. Um, I don't watch Pretty Little Liars, but I know that there's. A there teacher is. kid relationship. I'm not yeah. sure if it's. Aria.
0: I I... Aria dates one of her teachers in season one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. I mean, did you watch it? I don't know if it was No, I've only
0: watched... I only watched the some episodes from the first season because my future roommate watches Pretty Little Liars. It's trashy.
1: It is trashy. Um, No offense to people who actually like it, but it is trashy.
0: Um, So is Riverdale, and we like it.
1: Yeah, so... Anyway, but yeah, um, I
0: did not like the Grundy thing
1: at well, all. I had, a point, I had a point really fast. Um, What's I, your point? I don't know if Arya is like... Cause If you remember, all the kids in the show are supposed to be, like, 16, which I think everybody forgets, especially the writers in season two. Um, Suspension of belief. Like, the writers, and especially, keep forgetting that these kids are supposed to be, like, 16 years old, and, like, I'm, like, imagining, like, I know a 16-year-old, and I know for a fact that, like, they would not go for someone who was older. I mean, ages were never- Miss Grandy's age was never clarified- I mean, it doesn't make it any better, but, like, it's implied she's supposed to be older because she's already been married and she has a divorce and she has an abusive husband and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, like, it's just, it's gross. <laughs> That's my point.
0: <laughs> Wasn't she supposed to be, like, an old lady in the comics?
1: She was an old lady in the comics. They actually referenced that in the show, if you remember, because, like, remember they were going through, uh, the, the, Betty was, like, investigating Miss Grundy, like, I'm on Oh, they her. broke into her car. No, no, no. They br- like that was not where they figured it out. But she like she like I looked I looked up the name Miss Grundy and all it came up with like this old librarian lady and like they literally show a picture of it. Um, oh,
0: I remember that. That's because like
1: <laughs> because this Miss Grundy like was like an identity theft and like took her identity when she moved mm-hmm. to Riverdale. So
0: yeah, throwback kind of- to throw back to we realized that uh, her driver's license and ID were originally from Minnesota. Shout out to me. <laughs> person in minnesota anywho um uh, but yeah you bring up a really good point um about the whole because i think the like the subtle callback to her real character being like a really old lady in the comics i'm like then why didn't you just leave her as an old lady if you were gonna bring her into the tv show in the first place because you're right like after the whole grundy thing gets resolved archie kind of just like well i'm gonna stop being relevant oh <laughs> yeah uh, veronica yeah. um yeah, pretty much. He just stops I, being relevant. You're very much I, the correct.
1: only. I think the only. I'm trying to like. I'm going through the season now in my head. But the only thing of relevance that he does that I can think of is save Cheryl from drowning.
0: Yeah, he had to be there for that because, like, you know, good for him. But you're but, you're right. He doesn't get any more, uh, like you know, relevant actions until he shaves shaves Cheryl, <laughs> saves Stop. Cheryl. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, he he doesn't shave Cheryl, shave Cheryl. that's that's not something that happens. But he does save Cheryl's life, and you're right; that is important for him to do. But like, other than that, I mean, in between the time with Miss Grundy and rescuing Cheryl, it's like
1: eh, I guess I I'm can, just gonna
0: make out with Veronica.
1: And and here's the other thing: if he does do something of importance, I don't remember it. Like it's not uh, sticking out of my head. Like he. I, I'm just, like, imagining people being like, but he did this thing and this thing and this thing. And I'm like, listen, I can't remember any of that because I remember the stuff with Betty and Jughead more than I remember the stuff with Archie. So Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Oh,
0: speaking of Jughead, that's my other point. So, um, (laughs) this being the queer review and Hannah and I are sluts for representation, um... We were really—I think it was mostly me that was hoping, but, like, I'm guessing that a lot of fans were hoping that the show was going to keep Jughead, from the comic books, canon asexuality when adapting him into the TV show. Now, Mm -hmm. I realize that when you're creating a TV show based off specific source material, you're working within a time frame to create that TV show, get it out, get it produced, such and such— And when the TV show came out, it was very close timeline-wise to when the comics established Jughead as being asexual. So it would be very hard for the writers and producers to, like, you know, they've already planned out these plot lines, these storylines, and it would be hard to go back and recreate all of those with, you know, redesigning Jughead tv Jughead to be asexual so that would be hard so what i'm asking for is a little unrealistic but it doesn't stop me from being salty being unrealistic never stops me from being salty and of course. right and so that's i really wish they would have kept his asexuality because like asexuals get like so little representation in popular media today and like you know, that's what we all want here in the queer community. We want different types of ourselves being represented because, you know, we exist. And, yeah. and I feel like Jughead would have been a really, really good way to do that because Riverdale is very popular. It's very mainstream. Like, lots of people either know about it or have actually seen the show. And, you know, it has a very big following online, like on Tumblr and stuff. And so having him remain an asexual character like the source material says he is... I feel like that would have gotten Riverdale like bonus representation points because like mild, mild reference to season two, you know, Cheryl is established as being bisexual and like, that's great. A little out of left field, but great. Mm, A little. And I feel (laughs) really out of left field, but great. Um, But yeah, I also, (laughs) I'm sorry, the name of this just makes me laugh. Dark Betty <laughs> I what the fuck? Okay, honestly, just what the fuck. I Dark Betty. I'll mean... talk about
1: this I I don't know what the writers are thinking about season one with this. I really truly don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: I have I have tried so hard to figure out what was up with that. Yeah. And I still can't find an explanation. I think the I, writers honestly mm. just wanted to do something, like, scandalous. Like, yeah, hey, and show, look. like,
0: Betty's not always a good girl, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, you can express your sexuality however you want. That's within your right. But, like, I feel like what you said, you know, they wanted to do something scandalous. I feel like that's the best explanation for it.
1: Yeah, I think they just wanted to do something, like... You know, like shocking. Like, oh man! Like, we're gonna put our sixteen-year-old in like this seductive black wig and swimsuit and have her like torment this kid because he made fun of her sister and friend.
0: Yeah, Yeah. because like Chuck was (laughs) Chuck was a part of the group of guys that was like responsible for that smear list. Like, like when he went on the when he went on the date with Veronica and was like, oh, I posted this image of you on instagram and like i think they use that storyline as trying to establish themselves as like woke because like you know uh when when veronica like during that episode when she saw the picture online uh she's like this is a slut shaming thing and i'm like well slut shaming is very prevalent it's like i feel like you're shoehorning in this part of the storyline just to like make a statement about it Which is, like, making a statement about it is good, but, like, let it happen naturally. Because you're still a TV show. You're still, like, you know, in reality. Right. And when they, like, uh, put Chuck into that hot tub and Dark Betty appears, um, I I just, I, I found myself, like like giggling during the scene (laughs) because but it's like it's not like a oh this is funny it's sort of like that nervous like what the fuck (laughs) you know i mean i
1: was a little distracted because i saw veronica in a bathing suit
0: oh my god veronica in a bathing suit like mm, i could go i could go straight for veronica because like tbh who wouldn't but like Ugh. that, that, that that whole scene was kind of just a mess and then they keep bringing dark betty back and i'm like I don't think anybody's asking for this. I don't want this. Like like d- don't. Just stop, please. I
1: will there is a reason, I think, but I can't go into it without talking about like end of season two.
0: Okay, we'll save it.
1: So I'll save it. But even though I really want it's, to hear it's it. not a good reason. I'm not gonna sit here and say it's a good reason, but I'm gonna say it's a reason.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that actually gives me that that gives us something to look forward to for the next episode um but like yeah so dark betty uh jughead not being canon asexual and uh i agreed with the queer baiting i agreed with the uh grundy storyline um so yeah those are the ends of my critiques but since this is season one we both have good things to say about it and that's not something we're gonna spend a lot of time doing for season two so let's Let's right. let's do this. Go ahead, Hannah.
1: So, I... One of my favorite things about Riverdale is the aesthetic.
0: Oh my like, god, the aesthetic is so Something good.
1: that season two, I think, completely lost was its aesthetic. Totally lost. I love the aesthetic of season one. It's so... It's like... It's like old-fashioned, but it's like modern, but it's like... Yeah, it's, it's timeless. Uh, it's a perfect blend, and I love uh, the colors. I like the way the characters look. Um the visuals, like, all this, like, all the stuff that's, like, all of all the shot composure and all, like, the, everything about, like, the way it's filmed and, like, the way it looks, I am in love with, and I'm so sad that they lost that in season two. Um. Yeah, I agree. But I really like the aesthetic of it. Um, the other thing I loved, and the only thing that honestly kept me coming back, was the murder mystery. I- mm love the way that this mystery develops. I, like, uh, I think my favorite part of it was, uh, Cheryl. Like, Cheryl's development through this whole thing was really, really good. Um, my favorite scene with her being the one where it's, like, she's at the pep rally, and she's, like, singing and dancing, and it's great, and then she sees Archie running down, and then she sees, um, Jason. Yeah, and then... Uh, She runs away, and then she goes to the locker room, and she's like, you don't understand, he was supposed to come back. And, like, I love that moment, because, like, that's when she realizes he's actually dead. Like, and, I mean, at the time, you don't know what she's talking about. But, like, if you remember, she saw Jason get away, um, like, walk away alive. So she thought this whole time that he was gonna come back eventually, and then that's the moment it hit her, that he was actually genuinely dead. And I thought that was really, really good.
0: Uh-huh. And just like,
1: just, like, little moments like that were really, really well done. And just, like, how the mystery develops is really good, too. Like, I like the fact that uh, FP is accused of it, and then he does... He, like, he takes the blame because he wants to protect Jughead. And then... I think the only thing I do have an issue with is... Why do they keep the recording? Like, if you knew you were being filmed committing a murder, why would you not destroy that footage?
0: Destroy that fucking evidence.
1: Like, that was a little dumb. I'll I'll mm-hmm. admit that. I'm like, that was that was a little too um That was a slip convenient up on somebody's part. That was that was a little too convenient in the writing. Um But I mean I liked that it was the dad. I liked that it was uh Clifford Blossom who did it. But I think that the way they figured oh, it out a Oh, that was a little, twist.
0: I did not see that coming. <laughs>
1: yeah, I thought that was really good. Um but I think that them finding the video footage was a little little just like, well, I mean, we want it to be this and we need it somehow. Let's just say that they were being filmed the whole time. So I thought that was a little rough. But I think everything leading up to it was really good. Um and Yeah, I really like the like and I'm and I say like the murder mystery kept me going because honestly if it wasn't for the fact that there was a murder mystery in this I probably wouldn't have watched it. Because no, me neither. I'm not a I'm not that kind of person who supports or no, I don't I don't not support. I don't typically like like just teen drama shows like Degrassi, Glee, Pretty Little Liars, like all these other kinds of shows like Gossip Girl. I don't I don't like these. I like something cool like murder mystery fantasy elements supernatural elements like all these kinds of stuff all this kinds of stuff in it so that was really cool and that's what
0: i liked i i agree with every one of those things i was actually thinking about it as we were starting the episode i'm like you know what i really miss that i sort of just now noticed that season two is lacking so much it's the aesthetic like 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 everything they did like visually and like um Remember when they would do like revamps of their old songs for like, you know, during the pep rally when they did like sugar, yeah, that I was in marching band, honey, honey. That was, I was in marching band, sorry. Um, you were in marching band? Oh my god, I want to see pictures. That must have been adorable.
1: I was, I was a color grad person, so I had a flag, I had a really cool costume, oh,
0: cute. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked that pep rally, and then them doing the song, I felt like that was the genuine Riverdale thing that was you know that's what established them as being unique and that's what I really liked I really liked how unique season one was and like Riverdale really did establish itself as being different from typical teen dramas and especially with the murder mystery because the murder mystery was so well written Mm -hmm. that like each twist like what you said that he was supposed to come back and it was Clifford the whole time I'm like Jesus like I was texting my friends who I used to watch it with and then they stopped watching, but I'm like, I'm hooked, I'm keeping going. And I text them like all in caps, I'm like, It was Clifford! It was Clifford Blossom! and they're like, Oh my god, please <laughs> and um, Eddie, please calm down. <laughs> please, you're like you're like frothing at the mouth. Um But like Yeah, I just I miss really good storylines in Riverdale. Okay, I just want them to have a simple storyline that's, like, it's full of twists, but they're natural, they're, like, simply occurring, and I feel like that's something that maybe season three could try to get back. It's Maybe it's a little long gone. I don't know. We'll have to see. But anywho, I also liked, despite it being, the show is a little bit I don't want to say campy, but it's a little bit of what's like campy but subtle it's like
1: over the top
0: it's a tiny bit over the top but like what i said really earlier a a lot earlier it's like it acknowledges that it goes a little over the top like how um it has this uh 50s and 60s vibe to it while still being set like mostly in modern day like i really like that bringing together of the time eras, because that's what really established it, its signature aesthetic. And, like, everything about that is great. And...
1: The only thing that ruined it was season two with the hospital setting, because, like, the nurses looked really weird. Like...
0: Yeah, that's uh, know, that's one like, of the things where they tried.
1: Like, I get the show's supposed to, be like, be, like, a blend of, like, modern day and 50s, but I'm like, I really hope that their medicine is updated. Like...
0: Yeah, <laughs> It, it, they, it appears to me like maybe those nurses are still the kind of people that are like, you should smoke while you're pregnant so your baby is smaller. And it's like, uh, what? Anywho. What? um, But like, I think I can genuinely say that the actors are good actors. Mm. Like, the characters themselves are a little bit outlandish sometimes, a little bit over the top, a little bit campy. But like, that's, you know, like a a choice that the writers made. Yeah. But I feel like every single actor really gives their all and makes each character unique, makes each character memorable. And that was something that made season one really enjoyable to watch and to follow along with because, like, these characters were being portrayed by actors who really were devoted and they made themselves unique. And, like, Cole Sprouse is by far, like, the best actor on the show. Like, Mm. even out of the adult cast, um, even, like, veteran actors like uh, Skeet Ulrich or, like, Machen Amick, it's like, he, Cole Sprouse is, like, really good. Mm. And that's not saying that Alice Cooper or FP aren't really good, because I would also say that they're some of the best actors. Like, any scene that involves FP and Jughead, I'm, like, gripped. I'm, like so, like, I'm here for this, because those two together are just, like, their scenes are just so good together, and they're such good actors, and I feel like I can safely say that every actor is really good, even though, you know, most of the actors, like, Lily Reinhart hasn't had much experience, or K.J. Appa hasn't had too much experience before this, because, like, everybody's got to start somewhere, but they're still very talented, and they're very professional, and even when they move into season two, and, like, their characters are doing, like, Really stupid shit uh, like yeah, yeah, they the actors themselves still retain their professionalism and their skill, and I'm like that's one thing that I can say Riverdale does consistently well, the actors are really good
1: they're also really attractive, but that's irrelevant.
0: they're so fucking hot, I'm like Jesus Christ, I'm gay for every single one of these characters, like
1: <laughs> I know they're supposed to be like sixteen year olds which is a little creepy because we're both like nineteen and twenty. But yeah. their actors are, like, like, are they older than
0: us? Like yeah, they're, they're older than us or around like the a, same age. Cole yeah. Sprouse is the oldest. He's, like, 25. Jesus. Right? <laughs> he's even too old to realistically be in college, unless he's in, like, grad school. <laughs>
1: like, I don't know. I This is just a whole other issue altogether, but, like, I hate when shows with high schoolers cast grown-ass adults to play them like i know that <laughs> glee i know that like when you're an actor just getting out of like acting school like you don't really have much to work with but like this is a, like certain shows can just get super unrealistic like hi i'm 23 i mean i'm 14 like i don't know That's is a that's a whole other I mean, issue we can delve into
0: That's something we said about uh, Everything Sucks because, like, they're freshmen in high school. It's like, they are legitimately played by high school freshmen. And, like, that was, like, one of the biggest strengths of Everything Sucks. And so... I
1: mean, mean, the other problem is that, like, a lot of 14-year-olds and a lot of, like, 16-year-olds can act well.
0: Yeah. it's it's, It's slim pickings.
1: So, it's like, you can either pick older actors to play younger kids or you can pick really bad actors to play younger kids. Or to play the kids, like, the their age. So, shrug. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Big old um, shrug. I mean, I guess we have to work with what we're given.
1: Yeah. I think KJ Apa is the most unrealistic high schooler, though, out of all of them.
0: Oh, my God. Like, 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 like when he's just walking down the street and he has, like, a shirt off. And I'm like, you look like a, you look like a 30-year-old bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus, just put on a fucking shirt. I mean, like, we get it. You have muscles, you're attractive, like, just put on your shirt. (laughs) Um, But yeah, other than that, what else did I like? I like the aesthetic, I like the storyline, I like the actors. Um, Oh, there was one other big thing that I liked. I liked, okay, this is gonna sound like weirdly technical, but I liked the short season. Like, only 13 Mm. episodes. Because, um, one, it was a lot easier to follow... Because like thinking about season two, season two feels gigantic. But like thinking about season one, I'm like, oh, this is a clear progression of events, and this, and this, and this, and this. And so I really like that short season timeline. Because, like I mentioned earlier, when you're working with X number of episodes, you can either do more or less per episode. And when you only have 13 episodes, when you have to establish this entire storyline and resolve it, In only 13 episodes, that's like, it's like, it's the crunch time that the writers and producers are under to make their storyline really coherent and really able to suffice and hold itself in a manner of just 13 episodes. And I think they did that really well. And so... I was kind of bummed when I heard that, like, season two. I was like, oh, season two gets, like, 25 episodes. And I'm like, okay, that's typically what they do for further seasons of a show. But, like, is it going to be worth it? Uh, the spoiler alert is, no, it wasn't. um <laughs> Like, I'm so sorry. I got really close to my mic for that.
1: I um, know you did. Yeah. Um,
0: but, like yeah I just wish that they could have kept the thirteen seasons for the thirteen episodes per season. Because I feel like they they had a small time frame and they really made the most of it, and I thought it paid off, so yeah, that's really what I liked
1: so well, to continue on your point, here's what happened. so with thirteen episodes, the writers realized we don't have a lot of time to waste with stupid plot lines. we don't have like, like the mob, yeah, so we don't have like Fuck. a lot of time if we gotta get. You know, we gotta keep it concise. With 22 episodes, they're like, well, shit, we have the super long mystery, but 22 episodes of dead air, so, like, we gotta get, you know, we gotta write in these stupid plots, like, the FBI agent, the, the Betty wants to join the serpents, um, uh, Tony gets a girlfriend, um, what else could we do? Mayor election, um, we could do, uh, mobster plot, we could do, uh, uh, Betty finds her long lost brother, but it's actually her long lost brother plot. Um, we could do uh, a fake out with a black hood. Like there's just, like all these other plot lines that come up and are like.
0: Yeah, there were seven million different things going. Because on Because they
1: realize they're like, we have to fill up all this dead space because we figured out how to do it in thirteen episodes, but now we have more room, so we have more room for stupid plot lines. So. I agree. I think we should have kept it to 13 episodes because it would have kept it more concise, more quick, and more and easier to understand because uh, stupid stuff would have been
0: uh, canned. So I agree. Yeah, but um, and they're probably going to have a gigantic amount of episodes for season 3 as well and it's probably just going to keep going downhill. Anywho, um, unless we have any more uh, happy things to say To, you know, to celebrate Queer Pride Month and the Queer Review itself, we could talk about the uh, explicitly, you know, queer aspects of the show, or lack thereof, and see how they affected it. You mean Kevin? (laughs) Yeah. The queer aspects. Kevin.
1: It's The queer aspect. Kevin.
0: Yeah, not even aspects. Just one queer aspect, and that is Kevin Keller. Ah, Kevin. What a guy. I, yep. we actually haven't mentioned Kevin at all yet in this episode.
1: Because we've been saving him for last.
0: <laughs> yeah, we totally planned that. Go us. Yeah. High five. Psh. Anywho. Um, but yeah, I liked Kevin. Kevin, I think, is an unsung hero, and I think he deserves a little more time in the spotlight. For sure. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's a doll.
1: It, I thought he was cute with, uh, what was his face, Joaquin? Joaquin. Yeah, I thought they were cute. I thought... Yeah, I thought it was cute that, like, Joaquin only dated him because he was the sheriff's son, but then actually started to like him. I thought that was kind of sweet. Um, yeah, that was little, cute. A little, little cliché, but I'm like, I can roll with it. It's fine. It's gay. So I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gay, so we're not complaining.
1: Yeah. So I thought that was cute. I'm, I can't talk, well, I can. I'm mad <laughs> that they didn't reference Joaquin at all in season two.
0: Like, yeah, barely anything at all.
1: Yeah, sorry to break it to people who have only seen season one. Joaquin gets on that bus and he never comes back ever. Yeah. Which is a bummer. They, they were cute.
0: And then they try to replace him with like what's his name, Fangs. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. More on two, more on season two next time. But um, <gasps> I think that uh, yeah, his his storyline with like the the mini storyline with Joaquin, um, I think was really nice because I liked. I like that they didn't just have a gay character for the sake of having a gay character. They had a gay character and actually gave him a love interest, and that love interest had a storyline, and it wasn't, like, forced in, it wasn't And they gave that a
1: point, like, they, because, if you remember, like, it was, the reason everybody got suspicious of Joaquin dating Kevin was because we thought FP was the one who murdered, 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 there you go, Jason, I can't talk, this is why we shouldn't do podcasts. Um, okay,
0: guess we're canceled.
1: <laughs> I mean, we always cancel after our every episode. That's like our trait. Every episode, <laughs> you got to reference *Riverdale* season two, and we got to say we're canceled. Um, so I anyway, actually have said, because yeah, at that because at that point every everyone thought FP had murdered Jason, so that everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, Joaquin's just there so that he can like manipulate Kevin so that FP can get a lesser sentence or something like that, or like whatever." Um, so I like that. Wait, I had a point. Shit. Um, so I thought it was like, so it was like really cool to see, um, yeah, like his love interest have a purpose in the story instead of just Mm -hmm. being there for like for the sake of being there.
0: And and it's sad that there weren't more queer storylines.
1: And if I remember correctly, I think Kevin is gay in the comics.
0: Yes. Kevin is gay in the comics. He's also blonde in the comics, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's just been consistently a twink in like the 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 <laughs> comics and the show.
1: <laughs> um, I'm
0: sorry, I don't like saying twink. I think it's let's a trick to find. What
1: other <laughs> queer elements are there? Is that there in season one? Uh, I can think of a bunch in season. I mean, there're not
0: many to pick from. We did talk about the queer baiting from like you know first yeah. freaking episode, um, but like uh, I think that <laughs> I don't think the writers tried this on purpose. But um, when Cheryl was like, "I'm unamused," uh, from the faux lesbianism of, les- of uh, episode one between Betty and Veronica, it kind of makes sense that she was like, "I'm not impressed. You can't use like you can't use sexuality as like you know a spectacle or like an act. Gay- something you like that. Can't use gay powers on me. I'm gay. I'm gay." And I think that was like a subtle hint. To that, she was going to be, you know, not straight. She was going to, I I think it's like canon bisexual, right? Because like, yeah. she's shown interest in boys and in season two we see her she show clear interest I mean, in girls. She I
1: mean, she did show interest in boys in season two, if you remember that plot line.
0: Which plot line was that?
1: The one where she almost gets sexually assaulted.
0: <gasps> oh, Fuck yeah that um Yeah <laughs> more more on that next time. Um but yeah, so having her eventually become a canonically bisexual character is great. Love it. Love the bisexuals, they're great. Um Thanks. Uh but like I don't think <laughs> I don't think the writers were clever enough to like hint Aww. at it during season Aww. one.
1: Aw, Benny, it's cute of you to think the writers thought anything past season one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it's almost like, you know how, like, we established that, like, even though it's terrible that everything sucks got canceled, but, like, we can still recognize that season one is really great mm-hmm. all by itself. I think I could say the same for Riverdale. Like, season one, it was really good. Yeah. And, I mean, if it were just going to be, they solved a mystery, they established a good characters and good storylines, and, like, If they wanted to keep it just that and not do more seasons, I would have been like sad, but eventually fine with it, because like it exists on its own and it's really good. Mm. But then season two happened. (laughs) Um, I don't
1: acknowledge season two anymore. Like I'm just like season two did not happen. It is not the same story. It is like season two is like the it's like its own show. It's like so Riverdale season one, and then season two happened, and it's like it's this new show called not Riverdale. Season it's one. like
0: a Riverdale spinoff. Like yeah, that. Riverdale plus the mob. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and gang wars. Yeah, so, um, it really, so, I think the show does good in, like, including queer characters and then establishing new ones in the future. Cause, like, <sighs> representation is so hard to come by these days and we still have to be thankful for what we can get. Yeah. Even though if what we get sometimes is a little less than satisfactory. Um, but yeah, I would like to say that yeah, it, it, it's fine. It's not the world's best amount of queer representation. It's not the worst. They try, and they manage to do it without lots of disrespect to the queer community, except for that queer baiting in, yeah. um, you know, the first episode.
1: I mean, I know, I, I know, we keep harping on the queer baiting, but I've definitely seen worse queer baiting what? in like other. Um, Perfect example. Looking at you, Fantastic Beast, like the new Fantastic Beast movie with Dumbledore.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Like, if, if you're going to make him so gay, just, like, fucking say it already. Just give him something well, to like, do th- or someone is, like, to JK do. JK Rowling,
1: the thing is, like, JK Rowling uh, uh, clarified that he was gay in the books. And, like, of course, like, because the books aren't his story, it's not going to matter. Like, the kids aren't going to go up to Dumbledore and be like, hey, are you gay? Like, who does that? So, it's not, it doesn't have that much relevance, but now that this is, he's actually a main character in the story, they're not gonna follow through with it, so
0: everybody's just pissed. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm still, we're still gonna have to watch the movie, and fuck it, we'll probably talk about it on here, but like... Yeah. Yeah, and we have to at least watch it and give it the chance to do to, do us justice.
1: Yeah. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm like, I love Harry Potter, I'm just getting like, I just like, because I... I I love Fantastic Beasts. I just feel like we're getting—it's kind of. I thought it was a very like, good movie. I feel like it's turning into like the superhero movies, where it's like they're getting, like there's just more and more Harry Potter stuff coming out. Like there's the new game. Yeah. There's the you know like there's the play. There's like that new play that that came out. There's like this new movie. There's like all this crazy merch everywhere. Like it's, I I just need to die down a little bit.
0: Yeah, like, sort of let it go back to that uh it's still i can't call i can't call harry potter a cult following because literally it's one of the best-selling books of all time yeah and like one of the highest grossing movie franchises of all time And so it's yeah. like you can't call it a cult hit heathers is a cult hit but like mm. um you know oh, i really hey. wish it would die down just a tiny hey, bit wait,
1: quick side note um did you see what happened last night
0: The Heathers reboot got cancelled? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so happy.
1: I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. Wait, we're gonna celebrate Pride Month by celebrating the fact that this show that tried to be, um, that tried to represent different, uh, genders and sexualities got cancelled. We're gonna celebrate that because it was terrible. Yeah, we are
0: gonna celebrate it. It was bad.
1: We're gonna talk about that eventually. Um.
0: Yeah. Um, and we can, we can definitely talk about that. I mean... I don't know what episode we're doing. I don't know what we're reviewing after Riverdale, but, like, Riverdale season, Riverdale season two is going to be a long fucking episode.
1: Uh, I'm going to be going. We're going to sit off. here.
0: you yeah, we're going to.
1: Benny, you're going to have to, like, keep me organized, because once I get off on a tangent about something I don't like, I will repeat myself a lot, and I will uh-huh. not shut
0: up. Okay, well, (laughs) I'll—and I might end up doing the same thing, but we'll be here to reel each other in. Um, Yeah. I feel like we could probably move into our final review. Like, what would we rate this show? Just purely based on season one. Like, I know I went on to IMDb and I left a star rating on Riverdale after I finished season one. And no, I... Weren't you cool? I'm Benny, and I leave star reviews on IMDb. <laughs> Pikachu. Um, no one's like, gonna get that. <laughs> Jade is going to listen to this episode, and she's going to giggle. Okay. Um, <laughs> anywho. Hi, Jade. But like, <laughs> hi, Jade. Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna rate this show, and I can safely say that my rating of the show overall has changed a lot after season one but for me out of 10 stars i would give season one probably a very probably a very generous in my opinion an eight
1: i was gonna give it an eight too
0: look at us we finally agreed on something woo i mean we both agree we
1: like season one so it's not like oh yeah so we both gave it an eight out of ten
0: Eight out of ten for season one, which is in which adds up to an average of eight out of ten. I could be That's like, That's great. Game. I'm so I'm so happy that we agreed that this was it was genuinely good. It was well yeah. written, it was well acted, the storyline was great. And, you know, next time we're not gonna be saying so many nice things. Oh uh, no, hell no. We're gonna be mm-mm. ripping
1: this to just show to shreds in season two. Yeah.
0: We're sending it to Helen and back and um yep. We hope you've enjoyed this first episode of Pride Month, and please join us for, uh, what is it going to be? It's going to be the calamity of season two of Riverdale, which will be coming out soon-ish. We Ish. now, now that it is summer, Hannah and I have more time for, uh, you know, more regular scheduled episodes. So thank you for your patience, everyone, on waiting for this episode to come out. We hope, we hope it was worth it. And um, from the Queer Review, I'm Benny.
1: And I'm not Hannah.
0: God damn it. <laughs> I just want to do one little sign off. You know what? Fine. I'm Benny and this is not Hannah. And we'll be back next time with season two of Riverdale. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. boy.